Pete Abrams and Monty Alsop are the law enforcement liaisons with the Highway Safety Program of the Wyoming Department of Transportation. Wyoming is a geographically large but largely rural state, which poses a distinct set of challenges for LELs, particularly in encouraging participation in traffic enforcement campaigns and in maintaining relationships with far-flung law enforcement agencies. Pete tells us more. A little bit of background. We, we're, we are a large state geographically. <laughs> we're the 10th largest state for land area, but we only have depending on the day, 78 to 82 law enforcement agencies. We have small municipal departments that are one officer, one chief departments that are here one day and inactive for years at a time, covered by a sheriff's office. So we have 80 agencies in 97,000 square miles. The state itself is 360 miles wide. We've got two interstates, about 800 uh, miles in total. We, in a typical year, we'll do about 18,000 miles of travel between the two of us. So it's a lot of road time, and it's a great place to travel, minus the weather. That gets to be a little bit of trouble in the wintertime. But we have 23 counties, so we have 23 sheriffs. We have a state parks program that we're involved in. We also handle uh, the University of Wyoming campus police. So these are all agencies that are granted through us. It takes a team approach to cover this amount of territory. Pete and Monty's partnership started a little over two years ago. Monty and Pete provide some background on how it came about and how their backgrounds prepared them for the role of LEL. There are two LELs in the state of Wyoming, and that's us, myself and Mr. Abrams. The program has only been a full-time program for two years now. Prior to that, it was a part-time program filled in by uh, one of our former sheriffs in the state. Two years ago, two and a half years ago, NHTSA got with the state highway office and said we would like to see this go to a full-time program. And at that time, I became involved. And then a year later, we were going good enough with it that uh, we were able to expand and fortunately got our hands on Pete. Yes, we work with the state highway safety <coughs> office. I work out of the office there in Cheyenne. And Pete works out of central part of the state in Casper. Monty and I come from the two larger uh, municipal police departments in the state of Wyoming. Monty's from the Cheyenne Police Department. He retired after 31 years as a lieutenant, and one of his long-standing duties at the Cheyenne Police Department was to manage their traffic enforcement unit. I came from the Casper Police Department, and I retired after 25 years, and my last assignment there was to oversee our traffic enforcement unit. So we do come from strong law enforcement backgrounds, but also careers where we spend a great deal of our time uh, and efforts on traffic enforcement, traffic safety, crash reduction, DUI, impairment, and those sorts of issues. Even though they work out of different offices, Pete and Monty work together to build relationships rather than split the state geographically. Pete explains. The state is so large, the position is so new, that we decided we would share responsibilities and overlap responsibilities for parts of the state. So it's not unusual for us to be on an on-site visit together, although we do split up some responsibilities. Occasionally we do have some sort of hotspot area that needs our attention. So in cases like that, we'll look at the, you know, the geography of it and uh, Monty will either go or I'll go. Our basic strategy is, is, and the Highway Safety Office agrees with us, is that we, we do two visits to each participating agency a year. Usually the first visit of the year, we outline their crash statistics and, and specific problems that we've identified in their jurisdiction in the previous five years. We prepare, with the help of the Crash Records Division of YDOT, we prepare a dashboard view, five-year summary of their crash data. Alcohol-involved crashes, fatal crashes, motorcycle crashes, things of that nature. And for a lot of these agencies, it's, it's the first time, these are small agencies, 
some of these agencies do not know what DDACS is when you reference it. When you explain it to them, they're sort of somewhat familiar to it, but sometimes these are agencies that they don't have the resources, they're not aware of information being presented in this kind of format. So we bring it to them for the first time. Some agencies are well aware of it. So that first visit is generally, this is what we're seeing, and this is for an agency that's already participating. This is what we're seeing in your area, Chief, or this is what we're seeing in your area, Sheriff. And we think this is something that you can focus on, but understand that we're a resource for you and we can help you address these issues. We make a second visit during the year. During that time, we usually talk about applications for the future, supplemental funding. Some of these agencies have almost non-existent equipment budgets. Sometimes we are their only resource for LIDARs, radars, in-car video. So during that second visit, we'll talk about future applications and operations. We'll do a rough assessment on how the agency is performing under the grant, and we'll talk about specific paperwork <clears throat> issues or, or things of that nature uh, that the agency has that we'll address right there on site, typically with their in-house grant manager and the administrator. All participating agencies are eligible for some amount of funding through the program with which the LELs are involved. Here is Pete again. Basically, every agency in the state qualifies upon application for a certain amount of, of money, and there is a formula that we plug them into, and it's based on crash data. But everybody qualifies for something, and when I say everybody, we've got 80 agencies, and half of those agencies, maybe more than half of those agencies, have less than five or six officers. We're talking very small agencies. So uh, upon applying, they automatically qualify for funds for OP and, and DUI enforcement, but they can also put in for supplemental funding for a radar or a LIDAR, which typically is what we see, or an in-car video system. And that may be the only resource that that agency has for that sort of equipment. Pretty much all the applications are approved through uh, the Wyoming Association of Sheriffs and Chiefs of Police. Monty and Pete monitor activities on an ongoing basis and step in when they see an agency doing well or if they identify an agency in need of additional support. Monty explains. The way our program is set up and the way we help with the Highway Safety Office is we see every report from every agency that participates for their activities. So Pete and I check all of those, see where their activity level is at, and if we have one that stands out that did exceptional or something like that, we'll go ahead and we'll give them a phone call too. So they might have an additional contact or two from us during the year. And on the other side of that coin, if we see one that didn't particularly do well, then Pete and I will discuss it and we'll discuss it with the Highway Safety Office and that usually we'll go out and have a visit with those folks to see where the shortcoming was, if it was a one-time deal or if we need to talk to them more or educate them more about the programs. So um, we take a very, very day-to-day -day active role in every agency that we have. There are no statewide targets that agencies are expected to achieve. Monty continues. You know, the way we look at it is the head of that agency is the head of that agency. And, it, and they know what their community's needs are. They know what their staffing levels are. And um, we talk to them about an active participation in highway safety. And it's up to that administrator how he sets up what his productivity levels and, and acceptable levels are. And we usually come to agreement on that. It's not a hard thing. Having our backgrounds, we know what they're facing. And if it works out well that way, then that's fine. But that might be one of those agencies where we'll call them up and we'll do a little bit more prompting or we'll come back out and see them. So it works out pretty well across the board. Pete elaborates. 
a lot of times we're going back to agencies who historically have been not the most productive agencies and, and we're having to influence that agency. And we use a couple of different uh, methods for that. Number one is, as Monty mentioned before, we have oversight of the program. Every single activity sheet that any officer, deputy, or trooper does in the state of Wyoming comes across our desk. So we know them by name. And then, of course, those totals come in from those agencies. So we have a pretty good idea of where our productive agencies are and where our non-productive agencies are. So we have a couple of different strategies for handling that. One is having the oversight, making the phone calls, following up on the problems. We've also created a report uh, that, that will go to those agency heads and it will, it will go to that sheriff or chief and it will, it will include a comparison of his agency's activity compared to the statewide average per officer per hour. We don't break it down for demographics. We don't have the argument of it's a small town, it's a big town, they have a highway, they don't have a highway, we don't, we don't make any distinction. So for the first time that administrator is going to be able to look at that and say, our people are doing well, we need to reward that, or perhaps we need to do a little bit of work here. The number of participating agencies in the state continues to grow. Pete discusses one newcomer to the program. We have just recently started recruiting. We picked up two large Western Sheriff's offices in the last year that are going to participate in the 2016 grant, which have never participated in the grant. And to give you an example, one of these sheriff's offices, the previous uh, sheriff, wouldn't allow his deputies to have a radar unit. So traffic safety, traffic enforcement was not a priority in this agency. We will go out there in September. We'll sit down with that administrator and his grant administrator and for the first time we'll be able to sit down with an agency and from day one be able to explain how the grants operate and what the expectations are. In the end, the face-to-face -face contact is the key component in maintaining these relationships across these large rural areas. Monte explains. The program as it was in the past, the majority of the contact with agencies was through email or teletype. And that lends itself to an overwatch or big brother mentality towards the highway safety office, government as a, as a whole. And what we have found is through going out and meeting these people and talking to them about their individual situations and the way they're set up, we can honestly say you know, we do represent a national entity, the national government and the state government, and we are indeed here and able to help you and show them things that we can help them with. But that face-to-face -face contact with those administrators and those officers has been tremendously valuable. As Pete said before, we've brought on several agencies that never had participated in a highway safety program before. And it was through that salesmanship that, that we go out and meet these folks and, and talk to them. And in a state like Wyoming that covers such a vast area but has so few communities, it's been easy enough for us to do our homework, to find out about those communities, find out about their small celebrations and the things that they do and, and the problems that they have. And, uh, you know, we had an agency, Pete talked about the fact that the formula is based off crash statistics. Well, when I walk in and I tell this chief that, he giggles and says, we had one wreck last year. Okay, so, and, and we deal with that all the time. So <laughs> then you kind of have to change your way you're going with it. But as of 2016, that agency will be part of what we do. Um, they got a new chief in there and, and he said, you know, I want to be part of this and I want to do this with you. It sets right off of Interstate 90. It cuts all the way across the country, so there's an important add-on for us to get them involved. But the biggest thing is that personal contact. You've got to get out in the field and you've got to get to know these people. Maintaining a successful LEL program across a large rural state isn't easy, but Pete and Monty show how it can be done. 